Welcome to the Fire Wolf Podcast. It's Christy Village. Welcome. Hello, everybody. It's the Fire Wolf Podcast, and I am here. I am recording. I'm so excited. We just had Thanksgiving. There's a lot of news going on with all the new news and news and all the news and stuff. So I am just here to talk about the upcoming lunar eclipse in the sign of Gemini. And I'm excited because today's episode I am joined by the wonderful Lady of the Lamps, aka, well, it's more like Kristen Bailey, aka Lady of the Lamps. She returns as I continue to grow with guests. And I know that I have uh, had John Hanford on a lot, um, mainly just because I'm living on his couch and Kristen on this year, but step by step, I'm just learning how to podcast. So Kristen is here. And we're here to talk about the upcoming lunar eclipse that is on Monday, November 30th. If you hear any background noise, like now, that was the refrigerator, or even during the podcast, there's a lot of motorcycles and loud cars because I recorded it in the car. Uh, As I said, right now I'm living on a couch. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the lunar eclipse. And just like I asked Kristen in this podcast, what are the top things you want to release? Because this is our last lunar eclipse of the year. We have a solar eclipse on December 14th in the sign of Sagittarius. And then we have, and that's it. That's our eclipses for the year. So this is very exciting, very big, big steps. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. Take care. Can you hear me? Kristen! Hey! Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving to you. Do you have a good day? Yesterday? So good, how about you? Yeah, it was good, it was just chill, you know, just had a few family members around, went to my mom, you know, didn't want to go crazy. Yeah, there's been like the creepiest articles out too that are like I just saw one that was like if you have a turkey for 12 to 16 people you have to sign a consent form or some kind of thing and it was like that's creepy yeah and what was creepy was that um, video you sent me yesterday with the lint oh the blimp did you say okay so I was, I was, we were watching the Thanksgiving parade online and mm-hmm. that's what he said. And I was like the conspirator and me was like, uh, do you think that was a Freudian slip or, or is it something else? Mm. I think it's so much like we can't even encompass it and they've, I just think that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of hints, um, you know, a lot of talk about 3D versus 5D, solar flash, um, like all this energy, like this big wave of it coming. And, you know, based on how it looks astrologically and based on just where we're headed and the climate and the narrative that we're following, I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so we'll see. But I definitely feel huge changes. I tr- I'm trying to stay very optimistic about it uh, based on I'm just trying to get as much information and not for mainstream media. Yeah. 
talking to people, listening to what others have to say, what they're experiencing. Obviously, I feel like the media does drop little breadcrumbs, but they're not telling us the full story. Why would they? No. They want us tuned into the machine. Yep. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean we, we text each other all the time, but we haven't spoken in a couple of days. And no. I wanted like, to talk to you. <laughs> I thought, okay, can I just say, um, the governor of California is such a fucking idiot. Like, he's the biggest idiot, and I just don't understand why, like, he's awful and everything about him. Like, I don't understand what California is doing right now. It makes zero fucking sense. They're coming to Idaho, I'll tell you that, because uh, they want to get the hell out of there. Um, he's, <laughs> he's a player in the game. You know what I'm saying? And I just, yeah. I have family in California. I was born in San Diego, you know, so I got love for California. But based on what's happening, they just can't, they can't do it anymore. People are just out there with them. They just want to get out of there. But I just feel like a sense of, um, peace with knowing that if everybody can just be patient just for a little bit longer, the truth is going to blow the freaking lid off of everything. Yeah. Do you Truly. Think, as, like with the cards of destiny, do you think that, um, like how do you, because we've talked about cards of destiny for the year ahead. Is there, how do you um, do a card of destiny for an entire year? Do you just do like 2021 and then add that up? Or how do you do that? Well, yeah, and you really can't do that based, I mean, you can do your birth card and you can look at the long range because it's all switching around like in the grand solar split. So it's all moving. You can get longer is one card, but I mean, there's a series, but you can look at the long range or the result card, that type of thing. But there's not one universal card, per se. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting, because 2021 is a five-year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the number of man, though, and that is the number of movement and change. And I know, like, Sometimes I used to not really like the number five because it just reminded me of a lot of uh, fives in tarot. I mean, it's all kind of universal, but there are those little bitty differences. So I took it as loss. I took it as heartbreak and despair. But I feel like at the same time, or restlessness. But I guess it just depends on how you want to look at it, you know. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. It's, I mean, I just, I know we're on here to talk about the upcoming eclipse on Monday. And who are more mm-hmm. perfect to talk about the eclipse? And then you who, I feel like you know Gemini so well. <laughs> oh. You know, it's been, it's been a lifelong, obviously life is, learning what we do in life but there's just certain specifics about things and Gemini has been um, put in my lap to figure out in lots of different ways it's been fun (laughs) and you're super calm about it but I feel like you have everybody in your family is a Gemini (laughs) well my oldest son my mother and I have so much Gemini in my chart. Like, if I look at my chart, there's a lot of Libra, so there's air, and I relate. I'm the only water sign in my immediate family and um, that I grew up in. So it's it's very interesting dynamic. I have, like, hardly any earth. So I can relate to Gemini, but I, I'm also a, a Cancer sun. So we kind of have this tennis match going back and forth of hurting each other's feelings. Wow. You know, in yeah. ways. So just learning to navigate that. It's been really interesting, though. And how do you feel? So we have two more eclipses 
left this year. We have mm -hmm. Monday, which is the full moon, uh, partial lunar eclipse. And then mm -hmm. we have a total solar eclipse on, I think it's the 14th of December. 14th. My brother's birthday, actually. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and he's a Sagittarius, obviously. He's, he's a Sagittarius with a Sagittarius rising and an Aries moon. So he's going to be lit up. <laughs> and... I think we all are, though. We all are. And you know what's so crazy about this? Uh, Sag or this Gemini um, eclipse, the full moon eclipse, is it's in eight degrees. Yeah. So I really feel like this is so healing. Like this is deep healing because it deals with the truth. I keep hearing the truth. And I mean, obviously, if you think about the fifth chakra as well, you know, and that is the truth. So, um, with that number five, but Chiron is going to be trying. Is that right? Oh, sextile. Okay, but yeah. um, but between, I feel like Chiron's been doing some crazy stuff because it goes sextile, but then it goes out of retrograde the day after that um, eclipse on the fourteenth, right? Let me look at the ephemeris. Hold up, I got it open. So we got the 30th, um, so on the 30th, we've got the full moon lunar eclipse. On mm -hmm. December 1st, Mercury enters Sagittarius. And then okay. when we get through to the 14th of December, um, you're, yes, Chiron goes direct on the exact same day that Venus enters Sagittarius on the 15th. Yeah. So, so this... This is very freeing. This is rapid healing reset going on. Like, there is not one person that will not be affected by this whole series that is about to happen between even the 29th. That's an 11-11 portal because the 29th, 2 and 9 add up to 11, and it's the month of November. So pretty much it starts there. And this is like a six-month window to the divine based on all of our aspects and transits. So I just, I know people have to have been paying attention to something because you, you can't ignore it. What, I mean, at least everybody I've, I know I've been talking to and people that aren't even really into astrology, they just sense change, mm -hmm. you know, internally, not so much. Obviously, shit is chaos out there, but um, this is a good opportunity this whole year to tune in, but, you know, just. In the last, I would say, six weeks to now, things have been getting intense, very intense. I mean, you want to know the Sabian symbol for eight, uh, eight Gemini? Yes. It is called the striking workers degree, arouse strikers to round a factory. Oh, yeah. I read that. You remember that book? excerpt I sent you the inside degrees yes so do you want yeah so that was so crazy and I actually looked at that for the eight degrees in Gemini and this kind of blew my mind a little bit it was a chandelier which holds the candle chandelier which holds the candles how do you view that for for a lunar release eclipse because it deals with the truth. I love it. Yeah. And this is also uh, the heart-mind-body connection. And um, that's going to be way activated in terms of how we talk to ourselves, dropping down into our heart, you know, um, getting out of the linear thinking because that's 3D. People are going to move away from that naturally and there's going to be some people that won't and you know I've read a lot of different things about how people are going to respond and what might occur and it's like people aren't even going to be seeing people it's almost like how on that blimp you could mm -hmm. see it if you were watching it but you couldn't see it if you were there so if you were 
You mean if you were at the parade, you wouldn't have seen the corruption? Um, no, it's more, it's more or less like people not being able to see each other anymore because they're not vibrating at the same frequency. Well, you know what's weird? When I lived in New York City, I could walk around that city and nobody would see me. And I used to think that it was because, like, just nobody sees me. But I realized, like, when I go out in public, I put on a cloak of, in when I lived there, I put on, like, a energy of invisibility. Mm-hmm. And I would even walk down streets and people just wouldn't even notice I was there. So I would always be like, oh, it's because I'm weird or ugly or all this stuff, like, just, you know, whatever went through my mind. But I realized, like, I put a cloak of protection up before I left, and it's mm -hmm. like a vibration thing. Exactly. That's all it is. Isn't that funny? So, um, oh, I also wanted to ask you about Neptune. And um, Neptune goes direct. Uh, what day is that? Is it tomorrow, the 28th? It's the 28th at 7.37 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. And to be quite honest, I don't, like, I've had people comment on my little Facebook thing about Neptune. Um, you know, with Neptune going direct, I don't know if that's the clear, because I kind of feel like it's all of the transits together that are bringing us clarity. Mm -hmm. um, but Neptune to me, because they say like Neptune dissolves and it could also be disillusion, but I also believe you know, Neptune is God. And oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So with Neptune going direct, um, it's like since we've been cooking the last two days, it's like the ingredients are all in the mixer, and now Neptune is just the added milk, you know? And right. and that's what Neptune's doing for us. It's so crazy. So I didn't realize that. Um, so Neptune went into its home sign of Pisces in 2012. Mm -hmm. And it won't leave until 2025. And obviously it's an outside planet, so it, it takes a long time to transit. But the last time that it was in its home sign of Pisces, was in 1847 to 1862. You were, and, what, what historic, like, tell, because I'm not as up on the history um, as I need to be right now. Um, mm -hmm. You were texting me the other day about Neptune. What was going on? What was it that you texted me? Because I, it, like, kind of blew my mind. My brain is so fried right now. I know, I hear you. Because I, I swear, I've just been getting downloads and downloads and downloads and just all of this information. I don't even know how I'm finding it. But it's just crazy. But I, I'm totally into it. I love it. So what I realized, and, okay, I just kind of started doing a little bit of research about it all, you know. And the last time Neptune was in Pisces, we had um, – well, for one, it was the beginning of the oil industry. Um, it was the, we were going, we were in the Civil War. The Civil War didn't end till 1865. So there was like a three-year period where, you know, Neptune went out. But um, Europe abolished slavery. We were frightened about slavery. Um, it was the Irish famine. Um, we had a lot you know, Marxism, communism, that whole thing going on. The Washington Monument was erected, or the construction began in like 1848, so the year after. So, I mean, there's just so many different perspectives um, and how many things change in society. Also, Colt revolvers, um, they, I think they got a contract with the government uh, so they were sold, you know, to the masses. Chloroform was first used. 
so there's a lot of advances in, in pharmaceuticals or, you know, drugs. That's kind of what Neptune's all about. Um, but also, it's kind of interesting if you look at it two ways, you know, the upside, the light of the Pisces versus the dark shadow side of the Pisces. And, you know, the Piscean shadow side is, you know, the victim martyr complex and, um, you know, this lesser, greater, you're not feeling good enough, um, all of those things. So, it, you know, it's really about transcending duality. And I think all of that is about gaining control. And now we're moving out of that, you know, within the next five years and just seeing what's going to happen. And everybody's talking about the age of Aquarius and what that brings. But um, it's pretty exciting to think about. Yeah, and it's I, it's just nice to hear your voice because you have, like, ASMR effects. <laughs> That's the other thing I get every time I have you on, I'll have people like, send me messages like, oh, my God, ASMR. Um, <laughs> as long as it helps. But it's, right? it's, the Neptune and Pisces, it's interesting. Like, we're technically entering the age of Aquarius this year, in my humble opinion. I do, um, too. And, you know, Saturn's moving into Aquarius, official, or back into Aquarius, but officially, like, back, back on the 17th of December, right after those eclipses, right mm-hmm. after Chiron goes direct. And um, I think that's also extremely symbolic. Is Oh, hell yeah. And it makes me think of the card, the Six of Swords, um, because it's it's like Aquarius is that air sign, but Neptune is the river. That yes. So it's, oh, all-encompassing. <laughs> yeah, and it brings, but it's it's like an equalizer. It brings balance um, to everything. And I'm just so excited. I just feel like this year, this year has been like the longest decade of my life. But it's been so healing. It's been so frightening. It's been, it's been like everything. And I know I'm not alone, obviously, with everything. And you know, we're just being forced to look at ourselves and it's crazy about the shadow stuff. Like we've really had to look at our shadow this year. We couldn't run away. And that, it's not just individually, it's collectively. Yeah. Well, we had like, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to get back to the to the video about with with uh, Mario Lopez in it because you sent me um, gosh this was probably back in April I'd say you sent me something from Gaia TV mm-hmm. and it was about heart is it heart, heart coherence heart coherence yeah and you were like straight up on board with the heart coherence thing long before anybody was talking about it. And then um, my friend Kern Michael posted something on IG about how the six-feet rule is, like, taking us away from heart coherence. Absolutely. And then this whole weird – but, like, what do you think – okay, so so for people listening, um, the telecast replay and live – streaming for the parade, Thanksgiving parade. They did it on NBC, but they also had a Verizon live stream, and it was brought to you by 5G, and it was the creepiest Brave New World shit show I've ever fucking seen. Like, terrifying. Like, terrifying. Even my friend John was like, this is creepy. And it was just like, Every Brave New World scenario, they're like, and there are what they were like blowing whistles, um, and I all I could think of was like training dogs, um, and then they were, and then Mario Lopez was like sitting there with his dog on a couch with a fucking pillow that said ho ho ho, and 
looking like so beautiful with his fucking dimples and just like smiley, smiley. And then they cut away and then they cut back to him. And he's like, he says something about instead of like whistles, he says the word missiles. And I just like stopped and I was like, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? Like, what is going on? And they were showing this, like, Verizon 5G blimp bullshit, like, in one of the frames. So, okay. Can we break down heart coherence? I have, to me, this 5G bullshit has some sort of interference with interpersonal heart coherence. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but... Because you sent me something about the CIA, um, and it was just like, here it is. Oh, my God. Seriously. I don't even know how I found it. (laughs) And holograms. (laughs) That is the 3D. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure you've heard a lot about the hologram. I mean, I don't know. It's like the tip of the iceberg. You know, there, it goes so deep. But I really feel like um, I watched this video. It literally took two hours. I listened to it while I was cooking yesterday, and it was two hours. Somebody read that entire document of 30 pages about how the government was training the CIA, you know, with this institute. It's just it's basically um, going right-brained, and it's hemisync. So it's getting into deep REM and being able to uh, have control your consciousness, basically, because when you are in REM sleep, that is all right brain. Your left brain completely shuts off. And so you're, you go basically limp, and that's how your body regenerates and rests. So that's why we really need that good REM sleep. But we, we can astral travel. We'll have out-of-body experiences. But... It's really training the brain to be conscious and aware during those states of consciousness to be able to recall, to, um, you know, it's like, what do they call that? Um, Remote viewing. That's their intention and purpose for it, for that training. But the fact that it was written in 1983 and... It was, I believe, approved for release in like an 03, but it wasn't declassified till 2015. I don't know what took me so long to find it, but it was just very interesting, the mechanisms of the process of it. But with that, the brain, its and this is what's happening, and this is what's being lit up right now with this Gemini partial eclipse on the 30th. You know, it's, for one, the truth, it's, uh, purging, like we've all kind of gone through this purge, right? So when we can get to the truth, we can get out of our mind and into our heart, and they can all actually connect. But really to have the truth, you have to feel it in your heart. Well, yeah, I... Yeah. I want to ask you something, too, because we've talked about this off podcast and on a little bit, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to Donald Trump and it comes to heart coherence, because I've been following Laura Eisenhower's sort of take on everything, and you mentioned that she said he could have been a walk-in, like he could have Do you think that's still happening, or what's your thoughts on, like, stuff like that? Um, it's it's really, like, I, I love people, not politics, that type of thing, and I'm, I'm definitely, I don't, I try to see above it all, and I try to see the big picture of it all, because I am not, I understand that this is just a bunch of bullshit distractions, all of it. They're the players. Uh, but I do believe that they do serve a higher good in some way with 
helping us understand. And, and sometimes I wonder, because I've thought about that whole walking thing and him being that three of diamonds with the ace of spade. I mean, I just relate it to that. But I also think about, you know, um, if this is really a holographic universe, is he is he really the product of our collective consciousness? Because that's what we've asked for based on the way we've acted and the way we've treated things and the way that we live our life as a society. I mean, the only, I guess, the only people that we really have to blame is ourselves, regardless of which way it goes. And that just goes back to if we can truly get in touch with ourselves and do better mm-hmm. and release all that shit, you know, it. it's like... Um, one person can't change the entire world, but one person can change themselves. And that just creates a ripple effect, right? So I'm wondering if we don't know the future, but I, I just feel like there's there's a bunch of things that are about to take place. So I am not trying to put my mind or focus on any of that shit right now. Because all of this propaganda that we're seeing on the television and all of these people that are so divided and so polarized and families that aren't talking and friends that aren't talking and all of that shit, do they not get the fact that that's, that's by design? Well, the other thing is interest that I find interesting because I've been listening to, and the reason I bring it up is by sign, it's straight up on all of his stuff. Like, this eclipse and the next eclipse is straight up on everything, and we're in the middle of this political shift. Yeah. And, quote, unquote, you know, Joe Biden, and this is politics aside, Joe mm-hmm. Biden has been declared the president, but Trump will not concede. And I read on Twitter that he won't concede until December, and I was like, I guarantee this motherfucker Act the way he's been acting. I think he has an astrologer that says, hey, these eclipses are on your shit. Um, the total solar eclipse will illuminate your moon. It's going to be right on his moon, right on his mm-hmm. moon, like by degree. Like, oh, my God. And I honestly think, like, the consensus I'm getting from, like, I talk to my family, like, everybody I seem to be talking to is, like, some fucked up, jacked up shit has happened, happened with those ballots. And mm-hmm. it's from both, quote unquote, sides of the aisle. It's like conservative mm-hmm. and liberal are all kind of saying, or at least from my sort of circle, hey, some jacked up shit happened. And it's not to say, like, I wanted either one of them as president, but it's just saying, like, we're all as you said, truth, clarity, all that shit. So oh, yeah. that's why I'm trying not to get emotional or <laughs> even put any energy towards it because I, I feel like the only, so as humans, we are in our left brain. So we think of linear ways of thinking, linear time, um, logic, all of those things, and that's the way we've been living. We haven't really been using that right brain, and that's our creativity. That's, that's like our essence, truly, and that's what connects with our heart, you know. So we really have to just try somehow. I mean, there's a lot of – there's like heart math. Uh, Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza is amazing and talks a lot about that. Lots of different meditations about heart coherence. But I feel like there's so much that is about to get lit up for all of us that um, everything's going to change. And things don't happen overnight. It's like a gradual thing. But there's been some definite shifts. And people will see the light. People will see the light. We're going to see through all of this shit. I just know it. I hope. I I really hope when Saturn enters Aquarius, things get a little bit more communal, peaceful. One can only hope, but I do know yeah. that it's it's really going to take us 
like humanity to really step up and realize that we were the ones like just like they say like you're in control the whole time but like as a collective understanding that we're all in control as opposed to authority being in control over us if that makes like it's just next year is going to be an interesting one and it will how how are you feeling right now, Cards of Destiny-wise? Like, what's kind of driving you and keeping you kind of sane and grounded right now? I mean, I feel like it's really about just surrendering. We're not in control. Like, we can think we are. It's not about giving up your power. But I think there is power in surrender because you don't allow things to control you anymore. You know, and that's about truth as well. And, you know, it's thinking versus feeling and just getting grounded and understanding what's important truly. And that's really what where I have been. You don't know what's going to happen. It's like finding comfort in uncertainty somehow. And that's with faith. And it doesn't mean religion, but that's just with faith and just doing the best you can every day. Because it's really our thoughts that create the suffering. With so you're, I think, the best person to ask because you're an eleven person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I always talk about synchronicity eleven eleven. There's always these, you know, posts online about eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what? you truly like if you were to break down 11 and 11 11 portals for people how how do what do you feel about them like what are your thoughts about the 11 11 um so there's a lot of times in our lives if you haven't noticed that you'll just see a pattern um you know sometimes we'll see 11 11 sometimes we'll be 333 whatever I truly believe that is just the universe, God, spirit, whatever you believe. That's just a reminder to tell you that you are on the right track. It's synchronicity. And depending on the number, it it leads to that. But being that it's an 11, I think it's a message from spirit. I think it's it's a moment to actually honor and recognize the moment and your intentions, you know, and being that one, I feel like 11 is about the messenger. You know, it's it's just saying you're on track. That's what it is to me. I love that. It's divinity. And it's that. And hello. If, so, okay, so we have, you said, so Sunday, the 29th, is an 11-11 portal. Mm-hmm. And that, so divinity leading into this lunar eclipse. So it's almost like the day before. I wonder if sun, like Sunday is going to be a big day for people spiritually then. Well, I think it always is, uh, but... I think it's a day that we can really, I know, you know, it's a a lunar eclipse and you shouldn't like plant seeds, but Mm -hmm. I feel like this time it's really, this is so big. We should plant the seeds of vision. What do we want for our life? What is our intention? Um, All of the things that we truly want and desire. I mean, this is our chance to move beyond limitation. Because the world's never going to be the same, you know. And there's all these talks of ascension with the 5D and working with the shadow and the 3D. And and really the purpose behind that is to be able to raise your frequency, get rid of those lower dimensional emotions, the shame, number one, the guilt, the fear, all of those things that literally weigh us down and... um, give us density and not in a good way, you know, um, let that shit go time. 
Well, it's interesting. I'm looking at the chart, um, and I can send it your way if you want to see it. I can screenshot it to you. Um, but the chart, we're going to be heading into some lunar or some Neptune squares. And mm -hmm. it's a technical square, which I'm, I'm counting because it's only a degree away. But it's a technical square between Neptune and the nodes, with the north node being at 19 degrees of Gemini, south node 19 degrees Sag, with the eclipse mm -hmm. with that 18 degree Neptune um, position. So I do feel like with that, there is, anytime I see squares to the nodes, anytime, that is what I call cro or what's called the crossroads energy. Um, so is it that thing that looks like the 8-8? Eight, eight? Here, I'm just trying to see here. Oh, sure. I blow it up in the middle. If you look at the, the bottom of the chart and you see the little moon there. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And to the, isn't that cool? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a portal of energy. I mean, yeah. all portals are are two points that meet. You know, I think that's so amazing. Well, oh, my gosh. So, with, so the telecast, is, so I just sent you like a little snippet of the telecast because the whole thing was creepy. I didn't watch the whole thing because it just creeped me out a little too yeah. much. But one yeah. of the things they started mentioning, they started talking about portals um, with 5G. Um, they they used the word portal. And I, I said to John, I was like, see, see, oh, my God, like they're, they're fucking setting us up for VR or something. And he was like, well, it's inevitable that we'll merge with AI, and then just walked away. And I was, like, sitting there fuming because I was just like, they're not doing it correctly. This is not how it – this is not what – like, they're – it's like CERN, like, you know, CERN, mm -hmm. like, they're fucking with the wrong things, you know? Right. You know, what's interesting is that Shiva, there's a huge statue of Shiva outside of CERN. Damn. So they can pull the trigger at any point on him in the whole world. And you know what's crazy? Because you probably lived in New York at the time. You remember, it was August 2015. They put, they projected Cal, Kali on the Empire State Building. I've seen pictures of that. I've never saw it. It was so weird, but I have seen pictures of it. And I don't know what it means. Like, I don't know what they were trying to do. I was kind of thinking about that myself, you know, but it's interesting that I've heard a lot of people reference this year as the year of Kali. It's, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I live in Cali. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bonfire. And, yeah. and the fucking governor is just like, I mean, the fact that we're legit, we're legit under a dictatorship right now. Mm hmm But I think because we have Netflix and all the things that we have that, People are more pacified than they've ever been under a dictatorship. And right. so they're not rising up because to me, Kali and Shiva um, are for us as messages to rise up. Yes. And the feminine divine is rising, if you haven't noticed. I mean, this is, and that is where the heart coherence. That is where, um, you know, things have been very unbalanced with the patriarchy for many, many years, many generations. I mean, and there's just going to be a lot of awareness. Like everything that was done in the dark will be shown in the light. And the other thing, when you were talking, I forgot to mention earlier, the day, so November 30th, it's a three of hearts day, which is, it technically means like, variety and love or you know something like that three hearts could mean you know three hearts literally like a love triangle but 
on the plus side, it means that it's about creation. You know, like three cups. But the planetary ruling card for that day is a five of clubs. Like how you were talking, you know, it's a five-year. But five of clubs is the quest for truth. So, the, and that brings into that chandelier with the candles. Exactly. But this is all about higher thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, the 3D is, or whatever, the lower dimensional living is the way that we have been. And it's not working. And things are going to change, and I don't know if it's going to be, you know, this one day. I don't think it's going to be just one day. It's all different. It, it just, I think that we have been, whether we know it or not, have been prepared, been preparing for something unknowingly. I mean, this has been a part of the game. But we'll just have to see. But we have to just look at it from a higher point of view like a Sagittarius would, Right? Stay optimistic. I mean, it's not being naive. It's being completely aware. But it's not about getting down to the petty level bullshit. So if we take this to the higher form of consciousness, but we're still releasing and letting go, Mm -hmm. if you were to say, like, your top, three things from 2020 and I might be putting you on the spot so (laughs) let me know if I am because it's such a big symbolic way of saying okay this goes out into the ethers because I feel like I feel like with the Gemini the air sign this is like to go like a feather being blown up into the sky what are like your top Three, I gotta let this go, let this float up into the sky. Things that you need to release. Oh gosh, I would have to say um, I'm not in control. Number one, I'm not in control. Nobody's in control. So um, holding on to old shit. I mean, it's just totally in my nature, but. I feel like that's something I've been working on. And um, I think a lot of it, too, that I've been working on, number three I want to get rid of, and I feel like I've been really working through, is, you know, the second house, the values, what I value, you know. Yeah, that's one that's hard, too. For The second house is a lesson for me as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Chiron yeah. for me. It's my Chiron. So just, and you know, I feel like in so many ways, I thought this was going to be such a great year. And as far as, like, my career and doing things. And it didn't turn out like I thought. Like, every my whole world's been turned upside down. But I'm actually at peace with with it because I actually took the time to do the important things that maybe you can't see on the outside right now, but I can feel it on the inside. And that's, it's the roots. You gotta, you gotta work on the roots so the tree can bear the fruit. And, you know, a lot of it too is just like this illusion we have of separation. It's it's merely an illusion, everything is us. The universe is us. I mean, it's just like all that profound stuff, but um, being that the eclipse is in the seventh house, that's about mirroring. That's about the mirror. And do you um, have your Chiron in Capricorn or in Aquarius? I think it's in Taurus. Oh, in Taurus? Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, so that's really about values for sure, self-worth. All those things. What I value, who I value, why I value 
what I tell you. <laughs> All that crap. It's time to let it go. All of it. You know, I just feel like we have such an opportunity right now to get back to the basics of who we are, let go of all that crap we've been hanging on to. I mean, it's time to pack light. <laughs> Literally, that's what I'm in the middle of doing is figuring out how to pack the car lighter. <laughs> like, oh. Lighten the load. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that really goes back to values and um, what you want to carry around and what you don't. Yeah, it's like, for, so for so Sagittarius is the sign of the traveler, and you and I have a conjunction in the sign of Sagittarius. Um, and I just think it's interesting because it's almost like the thing that I appreciate about your chart that, um, you know, everybody's got a very unique astrology chart. But for you, your chart does both. You look at the big perspective and you look at the details. And I think that that is such a beautiful quality to have because sometimes, like, I get lost (laughs) in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I don't even really read charts very well. I, there's just things that I know or I feel like I can look for. And, I mean, I'm learning. I mean, I've always known the basics, but just getting into all that stuff, like you've showed me so much, and it's so freaking interesting. And just all the different roads it can take you on, like with the Sabian symbols and the different degrees and all the aspects. And it's just it's amazing what you can learn about somebody but I think most of all, it's amazing what you can learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a great tool of self-exploration. Yeah. And it also is so interesting. So, like, okay, so for anybody who were to listen to this podcast, um, if you're looking at the eclipse and you're like, oh, my God, I'm just learning astrology, what do I freaking do? Gemini has – is has a home, Gemini's home is Mercury, and Gemini's house is the third house. So if anybody's like, oh my God, Chiron, what the heck are they talking about? All you need to do is start with, hey, where's my Mercury? You don't even need to know your chart. You can just look up a little like uh, Cafe Astrology or Astro.com or what's the Mm -hmm. app that you you use an awesome app? Oh yeah, it's um I think I paid 20 bucks for a year, which I was, was all about that. It's Astro Matrix. Okay. And yeah, there are a few little glitches like I would like to know more about my ninth house midheaven. I'm a ninth house Virgo midheaven and there's not there's some explanations of some of it, but not on that one and I'd like to know their take on it. But that is all of, and the the other thing is like, um, which what is the other website? You got Astro dot com, Cafe, Astro Seek. Yes, that that's another one. They're great, Pretty cool. They yeah. are transit based, and I like that because it's more mathematical. I really really like that side of it. So it's. And then the one you have is very poetic. Some people use pattern, the pattern, um, and there, you know, there's so many um, astrology apps out there. But just basic ones, if you're starting out and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? Your third house is going to tell you a little bit more of your lessons of the eclipse. And if you're like super, super new, looking at your Mercury um, and where, if you have any planets in Gemini. Um, that's really a good place to start. Um, and then you build out from there and see if you have any planets in Sagittarius, Pisces, or Virgo to get an even fuller picture because that will be square your uh, personal planets. So there's lessons for everybody. And as you were saying, Kristen, like everybody has 
like learn about yourself. There's so much to learn. Um, oh man, it's like deep stuff. Yeah. It's like we know it. It's like we're getting reminded because I feel like life is a journey of remembering who we are. And I swear to God, it's just been lately. Like you know, I had a past life regression done, which was super awesome. Recommend it to anybody. Uh, the Dolores Cannon Quantum Healing Technique, amazing. Uh, but since that happened, and just with the energy going on lately, I feel like I keep getting flashes of insight and different things, like familiar feelings. I don't know. Have you been having that happen to you? I've been having a shit ton of deja vu. Oh, man. Tell you what, it has been out of control lately in a good way. And just, like, Damn. You just have some mind-blowing moments, and those are awesome to have. Did you get to go in for a second one, or was this from the one that when when you uh, a couple, I guess like what a, a month ago? Yeah, it would have to have been about six weeks ago, and then I did do a second one. I didn't, I wasn't able to get under as well. I mean, like I did have. You know, it it wasn't like it. I did it wrong. There's really no wrong way to do it, but I could just tell I didn't get as as deep. You know, and that's that right brain stuff. So um, it's really crazy, and I think we're also just kind of we've been since Scorpio season, we've all been on that collective purge. So there's just been a lot of stuff bubbling up for a lot of people. You know, I I just feel like a lot of people are taking responsibility. Because it is their responsibility to heal. It's all of our responsibilities to heal. And that's where we're at right now. And I think it's wonderful. And I think that um, this is the time. And this is a rapid healing reset, this eclipse. It's going to shine a lot of light. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Me too. I am too. <laughs> and even if nothing, I mean, it's, who knows? I, I just... Either way, I'm just happy and excited for the future. We're almost done with this year. I mean, it's not that just because when the clock rolls over midnight on January 1 that it's over doesn't mean it's done, but at least we can put this year behind us and keep moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And and I wanted to ask, I know we spoke about um, your uh, past life regression, but... Oh, yeah. Did, I mean, what for for anybody that like is thinking about getting one? Did you feel scared? Like, how did it feel? To, and what, no, oh my gosh, it was. I've been wanting this. I'm I'm a weird person. Obviously, I'm an eighth house son, so I have been wanting to get a past life regression done since I was a kid. Like I've always been this way. And so any opportunity, like I've seeked it out. Dolores Cannon is no longer with us. There's a couple of other people. There's a few in Canada that are amazing. Um, but locally, you know, I've called a few places. But I actually had a friend of mine. Um, she's training under the Dolores Cannon quantum healing technique. And she needed training uh, sessions so she can finish her studies. So she did it for me. And I, I just I couldn't believe the universe helped me out like that and and my friend Lisa. And I guess everybody wonders what it's like to be hypnotized and what's going to happen. And it, it wasn't like people think, like, she didn't make me cluck like a chicken or anything like that. I was on a massage table, and it's just, you know, you can do the countdown. You talk a lot before. We talk a lot. I mean, we talked for probably an hour and a half because you have to get familiar. You have to have a goal behind all of it. Um, it's a process, and it's not going to be done in one session. There are people that need multiple sessions to be able to get under. It's like meditation, very similar to deep meditation. And did you feel like, a weight had been lifted off? Like, did you get to see your past lives? I saw a few, and literally it was like a weight lifted because I, as I came out, there's a code word 
and you know there's she's guiding me through it i mean she's asking me all the questions all of those things and i literally felt like as i came out of it it was like my the back of me i was laying on my back but it's like the back of me like this energy left my body it was like uh taking a a cheese slicer to a block of cheese is how I kind of liken it. That's what it felt like. It didn't hurt, obviously, but I actually felt taller when I stood up because it's like all of that density, that compressed energy uh, weighed me down or even distorted my sense of being because I was carrying around so much shit with me. And did she do it, like, did she do Reiki at all, like, like before to kind of mm-hmm. clear or just? No, and she does Reiki, but it's not necessary uh, for this, um, you know, because you, you get put in this good state of mind. I mean, it's like you talk through it before. I mean, you really got to get to this place mentally and spiritually, you know. Aww. It was awesome. I I remember seeing you, like, I think it was, like, what, the day after or two days after, and it was just, like, it was so awesome. Um, I felt so much better. I really did. Well, I wanted to say, because we're, we're um, with uh, the eclipse coming up, we've got a three, the three of hearts, three of hearts day, you said. Um, three of hearts. Um, and I wanted to say I'm so thankful, because three of hearts in a, in a tarot is uh, the three of cups. And to me, the three of cups is like Thanksgiving thankful oh. I was going to say I'm so freaking thankful <laughs> I am too I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful that we can like talk about all of this stuff and that people want to hear it and I'm thankful for just being here in this moment right now oh Kristen <laughs> thank you for, for just like being an awesome friend and for being oh, the, ditto OG podcast guest when I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Can I ask you questions, Kristen? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's been, I mean, this has been like the highlight of my year, just being able to um, talk about it and, and just spend time with you and with everybody that's listening. And hopefully it brings people healing or insight or answers questions that's what it's all about and do you have any like final thoughts for people that are maybe thinking about cards of destiny 1111 portals past life regressions heart heart uh coherence heart coherence any final sort of advice or any like thoughts about that? I, you know, I think everybody um, can do whatever they want, whatever they believe, whatever makes them happy, whatever they uh, seek to explore. If one thing, you know, interests you more than the other, whatever it be, but no matter what's going on right now, I would just say pay attention. Pay attention. Because when you start paying attention, you'll notice that the universe really is communicating with you. Spirit really is on your side. All of those things. Oh, thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. And thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. It's such a pleasure. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Happy holidays. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Buckle up, kids. (laughs) It's going to be a fun ride. It sure is.
And uh, how can how can people find you on the social medias? Okay, so I'm Lady of the Lamps on Instagram, and and I do have a YouTube. I need to update it. I've got some great meditations on there. Um, but yeah, just Insta for now, and message me if you want a reading cards of your destiny. I'm open to that. Yeah, and her readings are like amazing, like just so detailed, so accurate, so on point, and have gotten me through this entire fucking year. So, (laughs) oh, thank you, Kristen. It's always a pleasure. And will you always a pleasure? Will you come back for the for the lunar for or excuse me the solar eclipse episode? Oh, you know it. Yay! I'll be here with bells on. Woo! All right, girl. You take care. You too.